Hey, Tony. Yeah, bud. You know, like one of the worst feelings in the world. There's oh, a lot of, man. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of bad feelings in the world. She's giving you the blumpkin and she sticks it in your booty hole. Uh, I don't know what that feels like. I'm sorry to tell you, but okay. Well, then you're obviously the expert on the worst feeling in the world. Go ahead. You're right. Go ahead. So I I, I come up here tonight to uh, to do the podcast, and that is the Level Up Show podcast. And put my feet down here. We got one of those mm. little uh, little plastic things for your wheels to roll on with the chair. That might be the most chair. premature TLUSP <laughs> ejaculation in the history of this show. Inside 30 seconds, you get your plug. Jesus uh, Christ. So we've got like one of those little mats for your chair to roll on so it doesn't fuck up the carpet or whatever. Does it right? stop it squeaking? It doesn't stop it from That's squeaking. That's what the no. people want to know. No. no. So okay. and, and I put my feet down and I don't you know, I ain't got no sockies on or nothing. I put my feet down and yeah. all of a sudden it's just fucking sopping wet. And like my foot is just covered in something yellow and gross. And so I grabbed some napkins because I was smashing wings just like last week because it was National Wing, National Wing Day yesterday. And so I wipe it up and it's fucking yellow and piss looking and I'm just like my foot's dripping. Like just that, you know, that feeling of just stepping in something wet. It, it's just excruciatingly gross. <sighs> oh, yeah. Like when your dog pisses on the carpet and like you get up in the middle of the night and step in it and you're yep. not sure what happened. This, I believe, was bile because uh, it didn't smell like cat Ooh. piss or regular piss. But, and he's been doing this a lot lately where he's been like hacking shit up. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was bile. But, yep, foot right into some right into some bile. It, that's not the first time it happened because he threw bile. up right next to my bed two nights ago and I did the same thing. Then it was cold. It wasn't as disgustingly juicy as it was there. But yeah. that's just like what other bad – like. What other bad feelings are there? Like that is a pretty rough feeling to just like put your foot into something unsuspectingly gross. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody's thinking like this is just bad. These guys are gross. No, what this we duped you. This is an advertisement for the Hoover Spot Bot. Okay. <laughs> you guys need that in your life. Trust me, I had one for exactly these reasons, and it works. Buy yourself whatever he just said, folks. Derek has a uh, birthday coming up in two weeks. He needs <laughs> himself a little mucho dinero yeah, I do. for some uh, some Hoover Spotbot action. I believe I actually need the the I need to buy the wife uh, and a little iRobot. Those can't climb stairs yet, can they? No, they can uh. stop themselves from going downstairs. Well, I don't need that. The upstairs is <laughs> just like Derek Vance. I'm saying, got him, got him. <laughs> I've, uh, hello. I've, oh, go, hello. No, go ahead. Finish I was, off. I was just going to say. <clears throat> not like you care if somebody else finishes first anyway. I definitely don't. I'm going to get mine. You know what I mean? A um, couple new additions to the show uh, tonight. One, oh. one, I got a fan. I got a fan over here. You know, it gets pretty hot up here on the landing when I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, that's true. So I got true. a fan. Is it? Can you hear it? Can you, can you tell there's a fan going on? No, no. But I mean, the fact that you have one EWA for sure, that's well, cool. How about this? What if I crank it up to two? You hear that though, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah the other one's not too bad. Um, and number two, uh, Tony Walchel, it's been it's been told to me that uh, you're you're clicking it a little too hard there, bud. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I can't. This thing right here. Yeah, it's a lot. And so, like when yeah. you go for the swooshes and you're not editing out the clicks beforehand, it really it really takes away from the swoosh. Yeah, I know the feeling. Um, I do notice that. Now I use Adobe Premiere. 
Okay. And I use the declicker feature, which nope. is supposed to get rid of that, but uh, it seemingly doesn't yeah. do that. You need to move away from your mouse or do something because uh, the clicking just a little too clacking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, click, click, clack, tallywhack, give a dog a bow. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Welcome to the show. I'm, uh, I'm Derek. I'm Tony. This is episode 62 of the Derek and Tony Show podcast. DTS podcast. 62. Who's a those. Baltimore Raven? Number 62. That's a weird number. Uh, I don't know. You'd have, you'd have to go. Coleccio Simile was like 60-something. Tom Glassic wore 62 for the okay. Broncos. Tom yeah. Glassic. Uh, that's, that's what I should start doing is instead of writing ridiculous names like Candace Dickfit in your ass, <laughs> I should start doing football plays. Uh, since that's what you do. Let's say Baltimore Ravens, number 62. Uh, Stephen Moore is what this pops up with. Terrence Cody mm. wore number 62. Oh, Terrence Cody. Now, you know. Tony Maybe Jefferson. Terrence Cody from Alabama. Oh, okay, sure. Tony well. Jefferson's a good one. Yeah, lineman back in the 90s. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, Terrence Cody, though. I'd probably go with that. Mount Mount Cody, they used to call him. C.J. Mosley? Uh, 57. Oh, C.J. Mosley. This says number 62, but I don't know. He might, might have wore 62 at Alabama. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. I don't know. Terrence Cody. Yeah. Terrence Cody, one of uh, one of many many Ravens who get drafted because the Ravens are really good at drafting offensive and defensive line talent, and then uh, after that rookie contract goes to play somewhere else for big money and does absolute shit. Uh, I uh, definitely thought you were going to say one of many many rapists for some reason. Whoa, 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 we were getting into whoa. some shit I didn't know about here. Whoa, buddy, listen, we aren't talking about Big Ben Roethlisberger, okay? <laughs> oh, big Ben Roethlisberger. Allegedly. Okay. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> okay, letter kitty. He fucked he fucked an ostrich. Allegedly. Okay. Yeah, all two right. or three dudes to fuck that ostrich. Allegedly. <laughs> well, we're told that it was a sick ostrich. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, listen, if you guys don't know, you need to go find the show Letter Kenny on I, Hulu. I told you it's, last week you gotta watch it. It's utterly life changing. It's I so good. Loaded. I got you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Listen, you, you didn't prepare me the way I would have prepared you. No. I, I, like I immediately to, text you and I just said, "Hey, this is like a vulgar adult king of the hill," and I love it. Yep. And was, that's I, exactly what it is. I, I'm letting you go in cold, baby. And listen, that first that first <laughs> two minutes with those dudes at the produce stand talking to the hockey boys is like that is enough to get you in. <laughs> that's enough for the price I, entry right there. I'm taking it slow with Letter Kenny because I'm only I think I'm on the fifth episode. The one I just watched, the cold open was basically. The- <laughs> <laughs> you know, every every time they're at the produce stand, yep. but the the meth kid pulls up to pick up the sister, uh-huh. and they kind of the two younger dudes give each other the look, and yep. then they just go in on them for like uh-huh. three or four minutes. It's real Fucking good, so good, but yep. it's it's a it's a great show. Uh, and like I said, six episode seasons, twenty minute episodes. There's only fifty six episodes out there, so like it's an oh, easy, yeah. easily consumable, fantastic show so far. Probably gonna happen some I'm, this weekend. But. I'm hoping that it keeps the pace for this. It's like eight seasons. It's done or seven seasons. Like yeah. I just don't want to see it flounder. So I'm hoping it doesn't. But uh, I, I hit a few people up, a few respectable people in uh, the TV watching community of mine, and uh, about sixty percent of them, I would say, knew what Letter Kenny was and just praised the shit out of it. A lot so. of people, and a lot of people don't like. That's the it, crazy it's a Hulu, cool. buddy. Yeah, it's it's a crazy Hulu. cool about it. I I think it's. Uh, if you're not the handmaid's tell, you ain't shit. That's on Hulu. true. That's true. You're not wrong. 
we're going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale and Ugh, the nominee gross. preview for what's coming up. Listen, we got a good show. Let, let's we don't do this enough. We don't describe up front what we're going to talk about very often, and we really should. You know, I got somebody walked up to me on the street yesterday and told me, "Hey, listen, Solo Dolo Yellow Podcast, that was real good, right?" However, but back in the day, you guys remember when you did those opens and you were like, "This episode of the DTS," they're like, "Listen." You got to go back to it. Like I used to four episodes. <laughs> I used to. They said they literally. I can't make this up. They said, "Hey, I used to fuck an ostrich." Every time I heard that, it got me so horny. And I said, "You need at least two or three people to do that." Fuck so, ostrich. So that's not a one man job. Listen, here we're gonna talk. We're gonna do our normal thing. We're gonna talk a little bit about the cove. Yep, it's still dominating our life. Uh, talk about our idiot president who just every day says something stupider. Yep. Um, our amazing ex-president former president yep. that uh, that made a, an amazing speech today how about how the oh, Hawkeyes don't like black people Hawkeyes don't like but, but allegedly allegedly <laughs> allegedly yeah that's that's going to be the title right there allegedly, yep. allegedly. whatever allegedly. the rest of it is yep. uh, allegedly pitter patter let's get at her um we got we got the Iowa football team yeah. that is just got, a travesty we got some uh, sports stuff we've yeah, we got, got some video some, game stuff some tv stuff we're going to talk about the Emmys. We're going to talk about the VMAs. We got a great lightning <laughs> round planned for you. Oh, I got a new sound for the lightning round. The we fast got, forward lightning round. We got some wrestling, and then we'll talk about what we watched and played. Yeah, you know, pretty standard. We're going to try to do that tight ninety. So let's get into it. Yeah, hit it. Oh yeah. That click, Listen, man. COVID. That fucking click bucks me so much now. You're, you're going to continue to hear it. And you had to mention it so that every listener hears it. It's now going to be like, oh, this fucking Listen, asshole. Just, I, this- now I'm going to have one person a week walking up to me telling me the solo Deliola is the best. But then another person will be like, you got you to eliminate the clicks. clicks. You got to take that half second out. Yeah, that's right, bud. Clickbait, they call that. Um, COVID, we hit that milestone. 150K. It's a lot. In the ground. Now, did you watch that video I posted to Facebook today? Uh, no, you talked to me about it earlier, and I definitely disregarded it. <laughs> okay, yeah. You're that guy, though. I was. You You don't want to get too deep into the code. I hole. was EWAing it up, bud. Yeah, you don't want to get too deep into those mass graves that we're building I as a country don't. for the 150,000 dead people. You are correct. Yeah, so there's if there can be a silver lining, I think we can say that, A, a vaccine seems to be well on the way, uh, faster than even the most expert of experts anticipated. We're, we're looking at potentially rolling out mass vaccines as soon as November, which is kind of crazy. Um, now, the flip side of that is the government has given three quarters of a billion dollars to a photography company to make pharmaceuticals. Is that maybe because pH is in photo and pH is in pharma? Like maybe <laughs> it starts with the same letters and Trump's just like, hey. This works, right? I presume it's because Kodak deals with a lot of chemicals and knows how to deal with that kind of stuff, not because it's just the president going, uh, same people, right? What what comes after pharmaceuticals in the next uh, photo? What, uh, what, uh, what's that company, uh, the, the big K? Uh, uh, what do they, Listen, what do, they do? Uh, what would you do for a Kodak bar? <laughs> you could see him saying that, couldn't you? Oh, bud. Oh, yeah, I'm bud. surprised you didn't tweet it. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Kodak, which you think, okay, Kodak Pharmaceuticals. Oh, Kodak, like like the Kodak? Yep. Yeah, the Kodak. The Kodak. Is gonna be making <laughs> is gonna be making your vaccines. Right. They're um, gonna develop your vaccine. Get it? Get yeah, it? Get yeah, it? buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one, bud. That's a real that's a real negative turner. Uh 
Kodak, the company that has absolutely no background in pharmaceuticals absolutely compared none. to half a dozen well-respected pharmaceutical companies. I don't know, Pfizer being a big one. But, but, like, but picture this. Those guys. Picture this, a vaccine, <laughs> bud. Wow, this, this is very pun heavy here. This is very punny night. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, so there's that, right? And now, now you're getting past even the mask talk and you're getting into the vaccine talk. And it's not constitutional to, to mandate that there be a vaccine. And it's just a, a whole travesty. Hopefully but that they, is happening. Hopefully they are able to develop a vaccine. <laughs> That's really yeah, what you're going, looking for. Going back, you're dipping back into the well there, hey, bud. Hell yeah, bud. I wish you'd go to your dark room and end your life. <laughs> wow. Okay. Listen, tonight, our president, in his uh, daily coronavirus update, gets asked about the election. And he makes it very clear through both a tweet and then a live response to a question that he is not going to accept uh, this election in any shape or form, that apparently a mail-in ballot and an absentee ballot, fake. he's all for absentee ballots. Mail-in ballots, though, not about that life. Fake. Forgive the fact that they're literally the same thing. You know what you do with an absentee ballot? You mail it. You mail it in, bud. Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. Such a dipshit. Just Such a, a dipshit. fucking idiot. Um, uh, yeah. Undermines the United States Postal Service, who we've trusted with our mail for four decades now. Five decades almost. You're talking about the same person who – there's that uh, HBO interview getting ready to come out who was asked point blank, hey – you know, there's 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 intelligence out there saying that uh, the Russians, Putin, was uh, was was taking taking hits out on American soldiers. Did did you yeah. ask him about that by chance when you talked to him three days ago? No, I did not. And, uh, and, and the old prez goes, we we talked about some more important things like uh, nuclear. Yeah, he did say that. Other. You know, a, a lot of people said that was fake news, though. You know, a lot of people. The Bush administration said it was fake news. <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> I was watching his live press conference tonight, and he was talking about voter fraud and all this shit. And he literally he just starts grabbing papers and he goes, "Listen, uh, uh, we're so good in the coronavirus." space everybody praises us for our good job and he starts picking up papers and he goes like right here uh top countries uh dealing with coronavirus europe uh australia um and it goes on to say and listen people love what we're doing and he goes and this is look at this this is the washington post who he has slammed so many times as fake news yep. it was just it was he's just fast. a train wreck dude he, he's just a fucking idiot um he really is bud. but you know there some different things around the COVID stuff, you know, the vaccines coming, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the big thing with him trying to push the election or trying to get Congress to maybe postpone the election is just the, the Trumpiest Trump thing he's done lately. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, when you talk about COVID, yeah, you, you got it in here. Uh, Ex-Godfather uh, CEO and former presidential <laughs> candidate Howard, uh, Herman Cain contracted the COVID and died. Yeah. Uh, oh, I typed Howard. Whoopsies. Yeah. yeah Herman, Cain, Herman Cain. Gonzo. That's like Alonzo, bud. Yep. Uh, that's actually pretty sad. I mean, I liked Herman Cain as yep. far as a presidential elect- electorate went just because of the fact that he was not a politician. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously I wanted Obama in 2012 to get reelected, which I'm glad happened. But um, Herman Cain was, I think, better than uh, I really like John McCain, too. If I was ever going to vote for a Republican, 2012 probably would have been the year. Um, but, yeah, Herman Cain, who 
publicly speaks out against masks, was at the rally in Tulsa that was getting a lot of attention for thousands of people being there with practically no social distancing or masks, allegedly gets coronavirus at that rally because a few days later he's hospitalized. And here we are a month later, dude's dead, COVID. Like that, it that's pretty eye-opening. I mean, it sounds kind of fucked up to say, but we, but maybe we need more high-profile people to die from COVID. <laughs> Tom Hanks should have went down is what you're saying? We said this on this podcast that if Tom Hanks dies from Cove, and that was back in what, like April? Original, yeah. Yeah, that was early. Like people would have revolted if Tom Hanks would have died from COVID. No one would have left their house. Yeah, I'm not saying that I want those people to die, but like maybe we can get like a multiverse Marvel comic situation going on where we just figure out what would have happened if these people (laughs) would have died at the Cove. Right. That would have been nice. I mean, that is really in a. In a world that is dominated by media, how else would you get the awareness out that this shit's real, right? Yep. I mean, we, we can blow up as many videos showing how effective masks are at preventing people from spreading a virus to you, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I mean, if people start dropping like flies, 150,000 is already enough, right? But how many of those were famous people? Not very many. Right. Now, Herman Cain, I think we should say, in the in – the, uh, interest of being transparent and honest and and uh, not being completely biased, he was in probably the highest possible risk category you can be. First of all, he's old as fuck. He's 79. Right. But also, he's a multi-time cancer survivor, and he was immunocompromised. So, I mean, as far as getting the COVID dying goes, he was, he was pretty up there, right? I think the thing <clears throat> that people have to continue to realize is that if you don't take the proper precautions, guess what? Shit's going to go wrong. Yeah. Right. So I I also shared a, a video to social the other day of uh, this famous YouTuber does a lot of science experiments. Um, he replicated basically how effective masks are. And he took your real basic surgical mask, put it on a dummy head that he hollowed out the mouth of this dummy. And he put flammable, a flammable uh, canister behind it, which he went through the he went through the scientific trial to figure out what canister was able to shoot as far as his cough particles, like his respiratory droplets traveled. So he figured out how, how far does my cough go and how far do these canisters go? And let's use this one. Right. So he did a test. He got, he started at eight feet away. Right. And the way he did this was, I'm trying to visualize this for you. He set up a torch right next to a dummy on the other side of this eight feet with shooting flammable aerosol at, at this thing, right? So he gets closer, he gets closer, and every time he does a, ma- a test with the mask and without the mask, and not surprisingly, from six feet up without the mask, set in fire, right? Right. He gets one inch from this dummy with a mask on and cannot cause a fire. So if that doesn't just science the shit out of how effective a mask is for you, whether you have it or you don't have it, whether you know it or not to not spread respiratory droplets. Like I I just don't know how much clearer I can make it. Right. It's, it seems asinine at this point for people to not believe in what the masks are doing, but there's so people out there, you go to the grocery stores and it is a hotbed for people just not giving a fuck. Yeah. It's a bad, listen, it's a bad deal to work for a big company right now and be friends with people from work. Because you're, I'm finding handfuls of people that 
don't give a fuck. I don't want to talk to anymore. Yep. Like I haven't outright removed them from my social, but I've taken note of their anti-mask, anti-vaccine, anti, you know, constitution, uh, just anti-government control. It's one thing to have different beliefs and that's okay to challenge other people's beliefs and, and, and have your feelings. And I'm okay with that. There's a lot of people I work with that have that, you know, feel differently than I yeah, feel. But I don't know. have to fucking be your friend. Correct. I mean, you, you, you talk about it that you believe what you want to believe as long as you're not in, you know, you're, you're not impeding my ability to feel how I feel as well. Yeah, that, that's what I'm feeling like. And, and people that are out here just bashing on all these retailers that are requiring masks like you can't. It's not constitutional, you know. Yeah. OK, they can't require you to wear a mask. Sure. But they sure as fuck cannot service you like that's fully within their rights that's that's the rights you fight for is their right to refuse service so why don't you just fucking get out of here get you fucking swirly the, dan get on down the fucking row there bud yeah yeah get get on out of here swirly dan go fucking ostrich some other crazy we, i was gonna say some other crazy shit happened though too with uh with john lewis passing away yeah john lewis who a you know, big civil rights guy i mean but maybe he the got, biggest that we've seen since MLK, sure, yeah, yeah, but yeah bud. Uh, he had a lot of civil rights in the '60s. I mean, he was he was actually neck deep in the uh, the civil so, rights movement with, with the, the doctor. He, he led the Selma movement, right? Yep, yep. The, the whole movie was about this guy. Like, he was right there with with Dr. King back in the early '60s, and he was only like 18, 19, 20 years old, something yeah, like that. Yeah, young buck for sure, and standing up against an, an entire establishment of of systematic racism, and it, it's fucked up to even say this, but like Jesus Christ, sixty years later, what's changed? Uh, doesn't seem like much. Right. Um, yeah, maybe there's not black spots and white spots at restaurants and and vehicles and stuff like that, but Jesus Christ, uh, it seems like there's way more racism that just got quieter, and uh, so Obama's at his uh, his big public uh funeral visitation thing today and he's giving out a speech and it just makes you miss the motherfucker like i i was just watching this entire thing and i was just thinking like i just want him to get on social and just be like hey guys i'm just gonna start running the country again you know how much support he would get man like, it would be a thing and it would never happen but i just wanted to be like hey i I'm just going to show up to the white house tomorrow. And I, I know that I know some people there maybe, and uh, we're going to get, we're going to get some shit done here, bud. I think the fun um, part for me was when I saw that video and sent it to you, I just sat there and watched it and you just, and I don't, I don't mean to make the president like you don't have to be the most intelligent person in the world. Right. But hearing someone speak intelligently and from the heart and mean what he's trying to say, and say it for so, my soul, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it just feels good. Like that that man, it, that that is the epitome of, in my opinion, that is the epitome of what a president should look like. The guy spoke to my soul, and probably to hundreds Many. of millions of Americans. I would think it to their soul. Even the most staunch Trump Trump supporters can't deny what he was saying. He called out the just gross abuse of power. He called out the negligence of the government in response to this. I mean, he was low key about the whole thing and he wasn't just blatantly being like Trump is a fucking idiot, but he was about as clear cut as I think a president should be. Sure. If he, it, it really, if he's as, as any more candid than what he was, he would be 
people could say he's as bad as Trump. You know what I'm saying? And so he he played it exactly on the line. I think you should. It it's amazing to me that there's just he has no power or what? Like, what can he do? Right. Right. Um, what it did make me think, and what it did make me research, which obviously other people have thought of, is could he be vice president? And uh, that I went down that rabbit hole of of litigation and legislative, looking at the congressional law and all that stuff. But uh, the short answer is yes, he could be elected as a vice president, and uh, it would not. The fact that he has been a president before means he cannot be elected as a president. But if he were to be vice president and Joe Biden were to get killed or something like that, he could be president without being elected. So there's a obviously I don't think Trump this if anything is going to make Trump be an asshole like Obama as the running mate. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Man. And I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Obama wants that again. He's already went through that ah. route. You know what I mean? Um, but yes, there, there's one. Could thing you imagine, though, anybody that has more. Just like he just feels civilly responsible as much as Obama would to like if you said get in there and fix some shit. If you said, "Hey, it's Biden and Obama," that's a rocket yeah. strap, brother. Like that's going straight to the moon. There's no stopping that. There's just not. I, I but and I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. I don't think that that's yeah. Now Biden did say that this coming week he's going to be electing or he's going to be announcing his running mate. He's going to he's going to pick one. I guess he didn't say technically that he's going to announce it, but that he's going to pick and, and solid solid up a, a running mate. And there's obviously rumors that it's going to be uh, that it's going to be Bernie, that it's going to be Elizabeth Warren. Um, I read Kamala Harris somewhere. Oh, that'd be yeah, that would be all right. Uh, Hillary Clinton would be out of left field, but I would I would fall over dead in my grave to have that happen. Um, <laughs> that would be such a fucking nightmare. It, it definitely would. I mean, there'd be so much ammunition for Trump. Oh, just to, I, I think the worst idea probably would be to to put somebody on the ticket that Trump decimated last election. Right. Um, just more fuel for the fire. But Elizabeth Warren, I think, would be great because I think in a in a debate, she would just annihilate Mike Pence. Um, she's just so ferocious and just such a strong woman. And I, I caucus worse. I'm a little little biased, but yeah. So that's what that's where we're at with the political news. I mean, I have nothing further to say. Trump's an idiot. God, I miss Obama. <sighs> Why can't Obama be? Why can't vice presidents forever, do shit? Forever presidents. Yeah. Listen, listen. If if Trump can uh, do something like eight, uh, something like 180 uh, executive orders while he's been in office, certainly Obama could have signed an executive order just to be like, I'm going to go ahead and just continue to be president. <laughs> Like if Trump can say that he has the power to delay the election, Obama, if we go back in time, I'd be like, listen, you don't have to believe me right now, but you need to sign an executive yeah. order. Stay for here a term. forever. Yeah, exactly. So disturbing news, right? On this Iowa football shit. The background. I think we give the background first. Uh, here's the background. It came up. In the midst of a lot of this social injustice, companies all over the world, the football teams, the Me Too movement, um, a lot of the stuff that's just been going on over the last couple of years, companies have been getting exposed for some of their shit. Ellen's under fire. Yeah, that's crazy. The the most progressive lesbian of our time, I think, and she's 
getting under fire about racism and, and uh, discrimination in our workplace. Yeah, bad workplace environment. Yeah, so Iowa Hawkeyes are under some fire. Kirk Ferentz and his squad. Now, Kirk has been there, what, a long-ass time, 20, like 12, yeah, 13 years? Oh, longer than that, I think. As a head coach, though. Yeah, he's right, longer than that. As the head coach, he's been yeah, – I know he's been there like 25 I, years. 99. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so there you go. A little over 20 years. Uh, I mean, the guy is one of the most sought-after head coach for the NFL potential head coaches. Uh, and every year, he just goes back to Iowa. Well, now there's some shit surfacing that they don't necessarily have an outright racist program, but they have a program that cultivates the uh, the suppression of black culture. Would you say that that's a fair assessment of the situation? Yeah, I think the you know they so when all this stuff came out, a bunch of you know African American uh, Hawkeye football players came out and said, "Hey, you know, when my time at Iowa was not great. You know, whether it be right. DJK talking about uh, him showing up late to a meeting and having to run around with a trash can on his head and feeling like yeah. he got demeaned, um, which that that to me." <laughs> My personal stance on that is, hey, you show up to late to a meeting, you're going to get embarrassed. Like, that's just how yeah. it is. You know, yeah, what yeah, I don't yeah. think is a, a, a racist act or or suppressing of, of a racist act. What I would say is racist is a black athlete spitting on the field, getting reprimanded, and then a white pl- player doing it right in front of the same coach and not getting reprimanded. That I have a problem yeah. with. You know what I mean? So There's a there's a double standard going around. Yep. Yeah, and so a lot of that came down. I, I, I think it was like 40 or some odd different fucking players came out and talked about their times and and what they Were interviewed. Felt. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it came down to Chris Doyle, who's been the strength and conditioning coach for Kirk for a long fucking time. And he seemed to be the guy uh, with the abusive treatment and maybe the racial undertones of holding them down. Um, But a lot of the stuff kind of was, hey, you know, black players felt that they weren't able to really express themselves and be themselves while at uh, the the Iowa Hawkeye football program, which is kind of hard to see through. Right. Is it that Kirk or the, the football program expects you to just. You live, you know, to a higher standard, not necessarily right. saying that you don't matter or you can't be yourself, but just saying, hey, you know, we want you to wear a suit. We want you to wear a tie. We want you to, we want you to look like a, a presentable adult. You know, is that yeah. really a big deal? And that's where it, it gets a little muddied. But they hired a a, a law firm to conduct an interview, a, a review of the entire program. And that came out today. Yeah. And so, yeah, they've published an executive summary of their investigation. 28 pages um, or something like that. Yeah, which is whatever. I mean, length doesn't really matter. You know yeah, what I mean? That's just a lot of that's a, that's a lot of business happening. Yeah, I, I think here's the thing is it gets very muddy between install, instilling a culture and upholding a, a specific brand rep versus suppressing a cultural lifestyle and outright – I don't think that anybody can say that there was outright racism. It just doesn't seem like there's evidence that they're out there spitting in words or, you know, like specifically, specifically being racist. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely, I think some discrimination and some double standards that are pretty evident. A couple things that I think are key is it doesn't seem like a lot or any of this maybe came from Kirk or Brian Ferentz. I think if if you're looking at the, who's going to be the future of this franchise, sure. Uh, his his son probably the offensive coordinator is probably going to take over at some point, um, which is good. On the flip side of that, your head coach and your offensive coordinator, there's no way they wouldn't have known about these things uh, 
allegations and complaints that were alleged. And we're not on a Sandusky level here of like, oh my God, but it's yeah, that's, yeah. That's, the same Joe Joe Pa and Sandusky's. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Is this is the this is the sum of what they're talking about. It, this is directly from this this page. In okay. some, the program's rules perpetuated racial or cultural biases and diminished the value of cultural diversity. The program right. over-monitored players to the point that they experienced a heightened anxiety and maintained a culture that allowed a small group of coaches to demean players. That, I think, isn't to say, oh, my God, you're black. Go fuck yourself. I right. think that is, hey, we want you to be a specific way. And certain people feel that that is holding them back and holding them down. And the problem I end up having with it is like a lot of things, you have to be able to talk and say something about it. And so the fact that Kirk can say, oh, I didn't know that either means that you are too ignorant and not paying enough attention to your football team or you have enough. There's enough uh, hidden rules or, you know what I mean? Rules of the road that you go. You just don't talk to Kirk about this kind of stuff. You know, you go through another person and that's also not acceptable. Well, that that uh, that itself is a culture that is put in place by by your system, right? Here's here's my question to you. Okay, let me let me set this up, and I don't want to sound insensitive or anything, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say things just to set the stage, right? So I've you see in like the NFL, I think it's probably the NFL more than anything, but uh, NBA maybe where you got interviews, right? And they talk to the black guy, and just based on where he was raised, how he grew up. He's got the, the tone that he has, right? Sometimes they're hard to understand. They have a very strong accent, kind of that uh, down south accent or whatever, right? And I think that's the kind of thing that the Hawkeyes were probably trying to suppress is like, hey, you, you're you a Hawkeye. You're an Iowa Hawkeye. When you get on camera, you have to enunciate. You have to use proper grammar. You have to sound uh, like you're educated, things like that. You know what I'm saying? And to that end... I think that that is kind of suppressing who you might be. And that's where I think some of these black players are like bringing up like, Hey, they made me a certain way and I couldn't really be myself or whatever. So I ask you this, is this in the vein of setting a culture and and maintaining a brand and having a kind of consistent outlook to the public? Is this much different than the military? Like, that's exactly what the military does, right? Just beat a culture into your head. Now, granted, you're going to fight for the country, put your life on the line. So, I mean, there's some differences there, right? I think that's the biggest difference, right? Is is it different? Maybe not so much, but should it be? Yes. In the military, you're saying that it's okay or more acceptable to to be that way. Like, the the classic drill sergeant screaming in your face because you're going to be putting your life on the line and – in a in a wartime situation, you need to know that when you say something, a hundred percent of your people know exactly what to do. Well, and and I think that there is not as uneven of treatment in the military that there is in not not just the Hawkeyes, but in other college football programs, right? And I think in the military that that treatment, whether it be negative or not, is the fucking same across the board, right? Yeah, like it's and, not. And we don't. There's no picking and choosing. Like, oh, I like the white guys. I'll be mean to the black guys, or at least not not what I've seen. Um, I can. Well, be wrong let me I'm say ignorant. this, right? Like, I'm not absolving the military by saying like, hey, this is how sure. the military is, because the military gets a lot of flack and when people speak up that are in the military and they speak against the military's racist and specifically sexist like raping chicks overseas and stuff like that 
I mean, you get shit on because it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood and all that stuff. But just as a comparison, you know, like what's going on at Iowa seems like kind of what goes on in the military. Like you're a Hawkeye the same way you're an army brat. Like you wear this uniform, you need to adhere to these strict protocols. You need to say these things. I mean, even like the uh, the Patriots, you watch the Patriots teams, uh, teammates being interviewed it's completely different than other teams. Like they, they talk a very specific way. They say very specific words and even the most like uh, the, the most, I don't know. What would you say? Like the most ghetto dudes on the team don't talk that way. You know what I mean? They, they talk for, for lack of better terms, they talk like white people, like the, the most Ivy league white dudes. Right. And that's just the culture that's instilled. And I guess the question is like, is that is that bad? Is that good? Is that acceptable? Should we take that? I think the biggest thing that you have to go away from this going is I don't we don't need them to conform to all of these things. Like, I don't need you to pretend to be an Iowa white boy. You can be an African guy from Georgia, from fucking Minnesota. It doesn't matter where you're from. I don't care. But what? Nebraska. Where are you hoping I was going to say? Letter Kenny. Oh, no. Um, That's a very, very deep joke. These these two things can be true, right? You can be an Iowa Hawkeye and you can also be a black, a black kid from a hood. It should, or at least we should be, we should be encouraging them to feel like themselves. And if they feel that they are being um, put down or held down, that they need to be able to speak up. Yeah. Diversity is a good thing. And it doesn't seem like, Iowa Hawkeyes are embracing diversity and culture. And that is where the line gets drawn for me. Is it going to change that you support? The, I mean, you're obviously a clones fan, I'm right? A, but, yeah, I'm a clones fan. Nothing really changes here. I think, I think the weird part about it is that it's Iowa, I guess. Like I have to feel that there's a lot of college programs out here that have the same exact fucking problem. So it seems strange to me. I think the bigger part that when I was reading that first article from ESPN was about the low rate of – graduations when it comes to mm-hmm. their black athletes that they're like last in the nation with their black athletes graduating from college and getting their degree that seems right. like a bigger problem in my opinion than what else is happening because if you're not setting your your student athletes up for success post their collegiate career or even pro career then i feel like you're right. definitely doing yourself a disservice and that i think falls uh, very exclusively on kirk ferentz yeah. Do you think that there's discipline from the NCAA or from the Iowa Athletics uh, Directory or I, I don't division? Think, I, I think I think the biggest thing will be Gary Barter coming out and trying to come up with some steps to fix whatever it is that they see to be the problem. I mean, cultural and diversity I, training. They already got like rid that. of the guy who seemed to be the biggest scapegoat, which is Chris yeah. Doyle. Um, yeah. I mean, that dude walked away like a million and a half dollars to cut out of there. So like he's doing. Yeah, he awesome. took a payout. Uh, <laughs> so he, I mean, he, he got some money. He's doing okay. Um, I, I don't see discipline or suspensions coming at all, but I, I do hope that now, you're talking about the NCAA who has taken away scholarships. They've taken away national titles oh, yeah. for shit that I think is could argued to be less offensive than racism. Not a whole lot left. There's not a whole lot for the Hawkeyes to get taken away. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> no share of a big 10 title. Or as a true clone fan, you know but, I mean, like not yeah. a whole lot for them to take from them, but Hey, uh, listen guys, we want your Chick-fil-A Tostino's Fiesta bowl t- t- fucking trophy. Okay. We're going to rename your stadium is, is what we're going to do. 
Oh, yeah. Get rid of old Kinnick. Listen, they already play in a shithole town, literally in a bowl of shit. So fuck it. Go for it. Listen, though, they waved to the kids at halftime. Love that. Who doesn't? Yeah. That's the yeah, most heartwarming yeah. thing in the world. But I don't know. I hope that this is a wake up call. You hit me too early. Sorry, Don. I think this is a wake up call, hopefully for a lot of other NCAA schools, that if there are cultures or maybe people don't feel that they're aware enough of what's going on in their football programs, that if Iowa has to be the first, that that everyone will be able to take a good look in the mirror of what are they doing. Um, you know, but it's it's I, I will say this. It's spoken like uh who I think it was oh who the fuck Emmanuel Sanders talked about it played for the yeah. Broncos right Vic Fangio a, a hard-nosed white dude old school coach very True. very white right he trade he gets traded to the 49ers you're playing with Kyle Shanahan who's just he's young he's energetic he listens to the same music he dresses like you like there's a cultural difference in those two coaches and I think that also plays into college as well and I think that a lot of <laughs> I don't mean to be, to to bemoan or, or demean the people that are speaking out against us. I do think some of this might be LB syndrome, uh, but I do think yeah. that it needs to be. Um, I, I do think it needs to be resolved. Uh, but I do think some of this is just kind of like, dude, really. <laughs> you you <laughs> used to hear a little bit of rumblings. Uh, what comes to my mind is Dick LeBeau. I mean, the guy coached as a defensive coach for the Steelers into his seventies before he went to a different team, right? And heard that too like people go to different defensive systems throughout the the league and just how different it was under LeBeau and like everybody systematically loves the guy apparently but that it was he was like a a different dude you know right here's here's a question that came up I know we swished already but this made me think about this this creates a situation where if you're in power whether you're somebody at the NCAA or probably more appropriately like in the Iowa athletic department um who, who I don't know who hires and fires at uh, college coaches, but you come up against the situation of the culpabil- culpability of Kirk Ferentz, your head coach for 20 years, against his resume, the fact that he sells tickets and wins you games. A lot of games. And do you – it becomes that problem like – does he slide under the table because he's so fucking good? Well, the, here's here's the biggest thing with him is the report that came out that they hired to make sure that, hey, if there's a need to be action that is taken, it will be taken. They said the majority of the 111 interviews that they conducted, there was nothing praise but praise him. thrown on yeah. Kirk Ferentz. And so that to me, yes, I, I think that the conversation needs to be had that, hey, Kirk, listen – you you were close on getting really fucked here because it doesn't seem like you know what the fuck is happening in all all segments of your program and right. brother we're paying you a shit ton of money you need to know the ins and outs of every one of these motherfuckers because clearly he's, he's making like the most money of almost every college coach clearly he's a very select few there is some uh, some blind spots and after yeah. this there cannot be any true Listen, more sports news. Uh, you got a lot of players in the uh, baseball league there getting the cove. Uh, two two teams. Two teams. Yeah, well, still, though, I mean, I think it's 14 or 15 people on the Marlins. Yeah. Is that Not, right? Who's yeah. the other team? It's like seven or eight players and some staffers and the Phillies right. who played each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Phillies are more getting locked down because they played the Marlins. Uh, the Marlins are really right. a team that's really fucked some shit up. And guess what? It's in Florida where there's the hotbed of bullshit down there. 
Yeah, it, it seems in high. It's it's one of those weird things where like baseball started right, and we love it. We're like, okay, cool. They're testing players. They're practicing a lot of safety. Like Adam Silver's got some shit going on, right? Or not Adam Silver? Uh, who's the commissioner? Is it? It's not Adam Silver, right? Are you That's M- baseball. MLB? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, fuck the baseball commissioner. I want to say Bud Selig. Well, That's not him. That's definitely um, not Bud Selig. Uh, yeah, Adam Silver is definitely the NBA commissioner. So you look it up. But anyway, they're doing the right things. So ahead of it, you're like, okay, I feel good about this. Well, Rob, then they Rob get Rob Manfred. Ma- Rob Manfred. I didn't, there you go. Fin- I didn't even have to f- finish. I just had to get my brain corrected. Mon- Rob pretty Manfred, close to Bud Selig. Who I don't. Uh, I don't like Rob Manfred. I think he's a bad. No, guy. I don't think a lot of people do. But uh, the the guy makes TV money for everybody. So I mean, you want to know why there's fucking huge ten year contracts in in baseball? He's he's the reason. But uh, so ahead of it, you're like, okay, I feel good. Now in hindsight, fourteen players and and staff on a Florida team in Florida get tested. And then you're looking at this little cockeyed, like why the fuck were we playing in the worst state in the country right now for COVID? Like why would we even play a game there? Right. So you start to think that way and you think, well, this is a, this is a major oversight. Yeah, We're already fucked. Yeah. And uh, yes. So they postponed games with the Phillies. They postponed game with the Yankees who the Phillies were going to play and played one game. So it's like, you see the writing on the wall here, right? Right. I, I, and that's, I mean, we talked about prior. What, how many games did I say, Tony? How many games were we going to get? I don't know. I think you said 40. Nope. I said 20. Okay. <laughs> I said right. 20. We're at eight. You know, yeah. We still got a little ways to go. And we might come out of this the other side okay. But the problem, I think, becomes here, all these MLB players and their postponing games, they're talking about they signed today that, hey, if we got to do a bunch of double headers, it's only seven game, seven inning double headers to try to yeah. speed that stuff up. But ultimately, they have the ability, if they don't want to do that or not get all 60 games played, that they will just decide who goes into this, which does, it shouldn't matter, but it does to me, and it irks yeah, me yeah, a little yeah. bit, is that they're going to decide it by winning percentage, which by de facto might give the people who play less games a better chance to get in the fucking playoffs. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah, it is. It is the a little Marlins weird. I think number one in the East, and they've played three games <laughs> once. Yeah, they – that would be offset because they would they would add in a tied factor. So I mean, they would still average it over the full number of games that everybody's played. But the fact that it's either not a win or not a loss does impact that statistic, right? Um, here's the other thing: is it, strength of schedule matters. I mean, if if your back half of your schedule is loaded with what ends up being easier series, yeah, you're you're in a fucked position, right? right. But we've been saying since. We talked about Cove in, in the major league sports that of all the, of all the leagues, MLB is the least likely to have an outbreak because of the fact that there's so little contact between players. Right. Um, at the very least, it would be very little spread between teams, um, do you, maybe internally. Do you think this adds more credence to the fact that they should have played in a bubble? Do you think the bubble it, thing it, works? I, I guess my first question. I do know you that, think that's going to work? I know that's going around, and I think – I it on paper I think it makes more sense. I, I do too. I mean, I just wonder. You're you're just eliminating more variables, right. which scientifically is better. Right. I mean, so, you put everybody in say Texas. Uh, you know, you put it, them down. Well, big, well whatever. You take put those them, motherfuckers up to it, Montana. Well, yeah, you got to put them somewhere that's going to give enough space and enough storage to hold thirty MLB teams. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so it doesn't matter. Put them in fucking Southern California, wherever. But. It, does, does that now look like the sexier option that, oh, we should have just played in a bubble? 
Yeah, it's you don't know what some of those kind of uh, fiduciary like things are. I think for some players, maybe ones without family commitments and things like that. If you said, "Hey, we're taking all cl- all the clubs. We're going to X, Y, and Z state." We're going to put you up in hotels. We'll rent out entire hotels, one team per hotel or however that works, right? I think you got some guys that are going to be like, oh, this is like fucking the college days, but right. hell yeah, let's do that for a right. few months. But then you got other people that aren't going to see their families and stuff like that. I think it's it's either all or nothing. And I, I don't think player the player association would have gone for that. Um, you're going to rent out yeah. hotels. You're going to rent out yeah. hotels. You're definitely going to be right hands, baby. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so MLBs, I, I wouldn't say they're fucked, but it's looking bad because it's looking like shit's getting spread. Obviously, the state of the country is deteriorating, so that's going to flow into uh, the baseball because they're not they're not limiting what players can do. They're not saying like, hey, you can't go to these social. What now? What they are saying is like, hey, if we see out. In public, and you're partying with a bunch of people. You're fucked. We we reserve the right to just tell you to say not home. pay yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, they're kind of sort of dictating some things. Also, the nice part. I mean, th- this is just specifically about the Braves. So Nick Markakis, who's an outfielder who's played really good years, used to play for uh, Baltimore. Um, yeah. And it's played really good seasons for the Braves. Announced early on, hey, I'm out. I'm not doing this. I got family. Sure. I can't do it. Well, he, you have to apply for reinstatement. So anybody that's sitting out, you have to apply for reinstatement through the MLB and through the league. Um, and he applied for it and got granted reinstatement. So he's coming back. He said, hey, I think we all make pretty rash decisions. I feel like I can get out there and help those guys and help us win. Um, and then I, f- I feel like I need to trust our league and what they're trying to do. And I mean, immediately when this stuff happened, not to stay on this too long, they, the MLB enacted immediately like areas in, Hey, if you're not playing today and you don't want to be in the dugout, go sit in the stands. You know, they, they set up areas now because that was not a thing before. Hey, go sit like Max Scherzer today who pitched yesterday was sitting up in the stands, social distance, good, you know, away from people still at the stadium, still supporting. Definitely not going to come into the game, but yeah, definitely not going to come into the game, but he's there. He's present. He doesn't have to be around the boys, which is great and all you want to be a part of your team, but you also have to think about the longevity of what this is. And and I, I really feel like the MLB is trying to take the proper steps here. It's just, it, it's all weird. There's never, there's never a great. I mean, there's never like there's just no a right perfect solution. Right yeah. Moving on to another league, the NFL. I do have some LN updates here, really fast, just so you know. All right, go ahead. Oh, we can wait till after we get done with sports. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rep sports. Um, so the NFL weren't teams reported to training camps this past week, right? So if you do the math on how Corona Corona works. Uh, it'll be this weekend or early next week if we start to hear people that tested positive, right? But what we do have is a bunch of relatively high-profile uh, people that are opting out of playing this year. Just right. saying like, nah, dude, nah, dog. So I, I want to go it. through that list real quick, at least some of the, the name names. And you're going to, I think, find that most of these people are established players. They're either on their rookie contracts, but they're making enough money that they can certainly stay home. What you're not going to find is hardly any, if any, players that are probably on the league minimum, people that have to work versus people that can choose to work, right? Right. So Chicago Bears, Eddie Goldman, defensive tackle, on a decent contract. Uh, Buffalo Bills, star Latula Loyola, or however you say his name. Uh, Denver Broncos, Kyle Pecco. 
Uh, let's see who else is really on here that we might know. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Maurice Canada, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, wide receiver Marque- Marquise Goodwin. Okay. On a good sure. contract uh, after a trade. Uh, Nate Solder from the from the Giants, former uh, multi-time Super Bowl uh, offensive tackle with the Patriots, choosing not to play. Uh, John Adkins from the Lions, good player. Uh, wide receiver from the Packers, Devin Funches, on a good contract. Uh, Jordan Mack, linebacker for the Packers. The, the Patriots are the big one here. Yeah, there's so, a lot. And a lot of big names. Yeah. Uh, very, I think, 13-year veteran safety Patrick Chung, uh, linebacker Dante Hightower, which he's one of the highest-paid linebackers in the league. Yeah. Uh, offensive hey, tackle Marcus Cannon, but anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, offensive tackle Marcus Cannon, running back Brandon Bolden, uh, fullback Danny Vitali, and offensive lineman Najee Toron. So you got you got six or seven people from just the pa- Patriots starters that are like. Nah, dog. That's a third-year team. They're ta- they're tanking for Taylor, man. They're they're tanking for that that fucking tall. You think tall- so? No, but it's it's just funny. <laughs> that's that's rumors. Like, oh man, they're going after that that Clemson kid. Yeah. Trevor, so Baltimore Trevor. Ravens, you have on- Andre Lawrence. Smith and uh, DeAnthony Thomas, New Orleans Saints, Justin Van Leen, uh, uh, Chance Womack from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that's pr- oh, and Michael Pierce from the Vikings. So I mean, of those thirty names, probably twenty five of them are established players on their second or third contracts. And we're not even not into making the, league minimum. We're not even into the league yet. You know what I mean? We're so early. Yeah. Like this is still barely been in training camp. That list is going to keep growing. It really is. I think, and and I think it'll start to be more high profile. There's no the thing that the NFL did that I fucks them but isn't fucked up is they allowed players to do this you can take your full salary and you can just sit on the pup for covid and i think players are just going to do that like why wouldn't you it's not not good yeah uh last bit of uh, football news lamar jackson's number one i mean sure as voted by the players top nfl top 100 which has been going on for like nine or ten years now it's been going on for a good long while where every year players vote on who they think the best player in the league is and uh old uh lamar jason number one voted came in last night got a trophy and everything so whatever uh, what that means uh, in conjunction with the fact that he's on the cover of Madden is that he's super fucked. Uh, he's going to break all of the bones. I mean, he ain't. I don't know that I think he's Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's going to get the number one player and then also win a Super Bowl. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm not holding down any hope, especially in the current Cove situation. Right. Uh, hit me with that uh, that uh, Ellen news. So this has just come across on the uh, the BuzzFeed news here. Um, so take this with a grain of salt if you want to. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> dozens of former Ellen Show employees say executive producers engaged in rampant sexual misconduct and harassment. Ex-employees had said one executive producer had a reputation for being handsy with women and that another solicited oral sex at a work party. So... Clearly, the people that Ellen or whoever are uh, in control of or, or putting on the scene here, sure. not fucking not good. Uh, one ex-employee it, said that the head writer and executive producer, Kevin Lehman, asked him if he could give him a hand job or perform oral sex on him in the bathroom. So that's uh, that's definitely not OK. And then another former wow. employee saw Lehman grab a producer uh, in, in, a, in his car and 
push him up against the car and kiss his neck. So, uh, so this is a, this is like a dude on dude. Yeah, seemingly. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's masked in sarcasm, but it's not sarcasm. So, uh, crazy, crazy shit. Ellen earlier came out and said, "Hey, I'm sorry." Which, I, I, yeah, of course you Again, are. Again, the the situation that there's just no possibility that she doesn't know that um, her producer know that this is going shit. on, yeah. but. <sighs> It's just so hard to believe that somebody like Ellen would be so blase about what's happening with any of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, Hard to even fathom because I really like Ellen. I I do do not want a reason to not like Ellen. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't want to hate Ellen, and that really sucks. So yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on. Uh, Pixar out there throwing out new movies. Uh, Looks like uh, it's not a. Disney, it's a Disney Disney Pixar movie, so it's both of them combined. Uh, it's a movie called Luca. It's a coming of age tale set in Italy, uh, and it's supposed to come out June eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Pretty personal story. I don't know. I like the Pixar movies, so I just wanted to throw it out there that hey, guess what? Uh, more more good Pixar movies coming our way. All right, moving on to uh, some Emmy news. Yeah, bud. Emmy Emmy list got uh, got announced, so let's uh, maybe run through the list, see what we think. Uh, that's a that's a I pretty. Long, go through the, I was gonna say that's pretty. I want to go through the whole list, just like major categories, big big time players, and see what we kind of our gut reaction. I, I gotta think that many of these were not even going to have seen some of these. Um, sure. Ready? Uh, yeah, go for it, bud. Uh, for I'm just going straight off the list from Entertainment Weekly's website. Uh, so whatever list, uh, whatever order they put these uh, nominations in, this is what we're doing. Uh, outstanding drama series. So we have Better Call Saul, The Crown, Had- Handmaiden's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Secession. So I have seen almost all of these, actually, besides Killing Eve and Secession. I've seen every uh, season of the rest of the shows. Uh, I would, I don't, I do not know most of those shows, um, or have watched most of those shows. I've seen better call Saul. I've never seen the crown, never seen the handmaid's tale, never seen killing yeah. Eve Mandalorian. Of course, uh, Ozark better call Saul got, uh, had a really good season. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the best season that they've had and they haven't won an Emmy in prior years. So that, that one's kind of off the crown. That's fine. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the show, but I'm probably not the guy to like that kind of show. Handmaid's Tale is just a, f- uh, just a fucked up story, um, and, and it was pretty good. Mandalorian, I think, is probably what I would choose, but I think there just wasn't enough. We talked about the Mandalorian every week that it was out, yeah, and like it was really cool, but it wasn't like amazing. I'm sure right? it'll be the Crown or the Handmaid's Tale. Like it just it won't be the Mandalorian, yeah. but it's nice that it's it's nominated. Uh, Stranger Things season three, probably the worst season for me of Stranger Things. Definitely not. And Stranger Things season two is real bad. Yeah, you know what? I do remember it's that with the, with the girl. And, yeah, it's definitely okay, one, yeah. Plus that eighty uh, one was so good. Yeah, uh, and then Ozark uh, season three Everything. was crazy. Uh, I liked it a whole fucking lot. It's so. like nominated for a bunch of shit. Yeah, he is. Uh, it, it's really good. I know you still haven't watched it. You need to though. Like. <laughs> Season three was wild. Um, so I can see the Ozark or Handmaid's Tale probably take taking this one. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Outstanding comedy series here. Curb Your Enthusiasm, which returned for a season out of like 
nowhere. Uh, Dead to Me, Insecure, Shits Creek, The Good Place, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvel Marvelous Mrs. Mabel, Maisel. and What We Do in the Shadow Mazel, and What We Do in the Shadows. Clearly, I haven't seen that one. Uh, Shits Creek and Curb Your Enthusiasm are the only ones I've seen on this list, and I know people fucking love Shits Creek, so I I think that that's probably the runaway. Um, I've seen one show on this list, and that's a good place, uh, but I'm sure Shits Creek it was its final season or Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, what we do in the shadows apparently is surprisingly really good. Uh, so I would yeah. like to check that show out, but that's a, that's a long, that's all I got there. Yep. Uh, outstanding lead actress. We'll pass on that yeah, lead actor. Let's see. The that I, this is what I love about award shows, right? Is it always, it always shows me that like, whenever I'm like, oh man, there's nothing to watch. And then you're like, oh, there's oh, lots of there's shit. So much stuff to watch that I don't watch. Yeah. Uh, uh, outstanding reality competition. Hey, no big brother on here. Snooze. No survivor on here. Uh, the mass singer nailed it. RuPaul's drag race. What? Top chef and the voice. I actually like the voice and I actually like top chef. People love but, RuPaul's drag race. Like religiously love that fucking show. That's crazy to me. I, I've never, never really seen that. So um, a lot of these are supporting actors, supporting actress. The big thing for me, based on, I, I know you don't want to keep going through all these, but the biggest thing for me is uh, fucking Watchmen got nominated like 26 times in this whole thing. Yeah. With and that's just awesome. Like, I, yeah, between between the actors and the actresses, yep. uh, Jeremy Irons is on there a couple times. Regina King's on there. Uh, let's see. They have a lot of supporting actors for uh, Silver Spectre or whatever her name is, Silk Spectre. Uh, and then Outstanding Limited Series. That that was the other big category that I want to talk about. So Outstanding Limited Series. You have Little Fires Everywhere, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, and Watchmen. I've seen a few of these, and I think easily Watchmen is the best of these limited series. So I'd, I'd actually be shocked if Watchmen doesn't come away uh, with... I mean, what, like at least four Emmys, something like that. I mean, they're they're on here. I think they got a total of seven nominations. Which one's that? The Watchmen. Uh, seven nominations. What do you mean? I think they got a total of seven nominations. Oh, Twenty six times they got nominated. Oh, really? That's, that that's must what, be for like all like special effects and shit like that. I mean, that's I mean, yeah. Twenty six times they got. Uh, nominated. That's you know, I don't. I don't want to sit here and try to go. I'm through looking all. at the primary categories, which are like for the, for the actual show, and then for supporting and lead actors. And there's seven nominations, so uh, they're they're in all the key categories. And I'd be surprised, like I said, if I think Regina King and Jeremy Irons probably both win an Emmy here, and then I think limited series at least three, if not maybe four or five, for just their cast and the actual show. Yeah, I mean that's. I think the the beautiful thing there for me is. I, the more I'm away from that series, the more I'm just like, that was so, it was so fucking good and so well done. Yeah, bud. And the, the fact that he's cool to just be like, yep, <laughs> it's one and done for me, dude. Uh, I'm way into that. So uh, I hope they get a shit ton of Emmys. Um, and, you know, like I said, this is always a nice, a nice reminder of like, hey, there's other stuff on TV to watch. You know, I've yeah. never seen an episode of Modern Family. No idea. I've been told the oh, handmade. Such a good show. I've been told the handmade sales real good. I've been told the marvelous Miss Maisel's pretty fucking good. You know, so yep. there's things out there that I I could watch, or I could just go watch the Mandalorian again because baby fucking Yoda. Listen, sports are on. You're gonna be watching that. Let's not even fucking lie. 
Uh, MTV announced their VMAs list, which do you even watch the VMAs anymore? I, I, I used to be religious about watching the VMAs and the MTV movie awards back in the day. Right. Um, right. Now that sort of lost the luster, right? Well, just no, it's, it's not even that. It's just that unless there's good performances on, I don't give a fuck. And that's, when, that's really the thing. And when you look at the idea that they're nominating songs that are pretty kind of, I mean, kind of old at this point, um, it, it just it bothers me, I suppose. And yeah, I was always more of I was always more there for a movies because I love movies and the trailers they would get for exclusives. But mm-hmm. now it's like I'll wait for the next day, check out what the, what the hot performances were, and move on. Don't really care who wins shit. Yeah, I do want to go through just some again some of the key categories for the VMAs this year. Um, big ones here. Uh, let's see, best. Uh, best new artist, Doja Cat, Jack Harlow. Who's Doja Cat. Doja Cat's been around a long time, but just blew up this year. Is it a he? mostly because of TikTok? No, it's a chick. It's a black chick. Um, yeah, let's let's just even pass on that one. Here's here's a here's <laughs> one here. Those people are. Well, you don't know who they are, so I'm not even going to bring it up. But um, best collaboration: Ariana Grande. Justin Bieber, Stuck With You. I do like that song. That song. Black Eyed Peas ver, uh, featuring J Balvin, uh, R-I-T-M-O, Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> old, bad song, don't care. Jesus Christ. Ed Sheeran versus Kali, Beautiful People. That's a good song. That's a that's fine a good song. song. Future versus Drake, Life is Good. That's a fine uh, song. Carol G. No idea who that for, is. Nope. Feature Nicki Minaj, Tusa. USA, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Rain on Me. That actually just came out recently. And that's Don't I like that too. I know I'm bad. Really I'm just, but I'm like, like song of the year. You certainly have heard some of these. Listen to me. Here's, I don't even need you to tell me. Like, listen to this song of the year. Billie Eilish. Of course, it's still Billie fucking Eilish. Doja Cat. Don't know who that is. That Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande what? song. So don't care. Megan the Stallion no. also don't know who that is. Post Malone, love me some Posty. Roddy Rich, who the fuck is that? Is that, is that Rick, Richie Rich's brother or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael Cogan's brother. I, I like that's what I mean. Artist of the year, the baby. The baby's pretty pretty okay. Justin Bieber, don't care. Lady Gaga, fine. Megan the Stallion, no. no idea who that is. Post Malone, the winner. The weekend, pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, just video it, of the year is the last one. Yeah. Thank you for blowing through this. We might have well just added it to the lightning round, you piece of shit. I, video of the year, Billie Eilish, everything people. I wanted, Eminem, Godzilla. That's a good video, but I mean, getting clocked by Tyson, pretty good. I, I uh, never watched that video, so. Oh, man, you're missing out. Yeah, so you're not an authority at all. Uh, Future versus uh, featuring Drake is a good video. Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, that music video just came out. That's a good music video. Uh, Taylor Swift, The Man, I think is probably my winner. Like, talk about a powerful song, but the video was just phenomenal as well. I hate that fucking song. I hate most of Taylor Swift's pop albums, though. So you don't you don't like the advancement of women? Uh, I don't mind her turning into the Rock, like sure, or the Rock okay. being her, or whatever that is. Like that's cute, yeah. but I think her pop music is garbage. So there it Ooh, is. That's that's a hot take there, bud. <laughs> oh yeah, Squirrely Dan, that's a hot take oh, there, bud. Let me tell you, I can't stand Taylor Swift's pop stuff. It's just garbage. I think the most yeah thank you Amanda I think the most uh, I think the most fervent of what she's saying what she's saying only garbage still 
Yeah, yeah she fucking did, bud, because she's right. Pop music is just trash. Just, I mean, just. I think I think only the most fervent of Taylor Swift uh, people would say that. I think the rest of people like. I mean, it sells, dude. Like, how can it be it's, garbage? Oh, this it. is this is the Derek Vance. Tell your wife Listen, it's, this is you being Derek Vance. Well, Explain to her that this is you being Derek Vance. It sells because she's a good. Turn to your wife right now not. and say. Tony says that this is being Derek Vance. No, I'm, uh, Taylor Swift is a good songwriter. That's why that stuff sells. And she's got enough yeah. populace that people go, oh, my God, anything Taylor Swift I got to absorb. Me, I want something that I can relate to, not fucking poppy, dancey, garbage trash. So this new album she just dropped, Folklore, that shit's right up my alley because it's literally her and a fucking piano. So I'm way into yeah. that. How about, uh, how about your daughter's shirt there? Can you relate to that? Oh, yeah. Some P Rangers? Is that what it was? I don't know. She had some cold. Power on. Rangers. Yeah. Well, OG Power Rangers, like my old shirt. That's why she has it. My old yeah, shirt, buddy. I'm too fat for it now. Yikes! All right, well, let's move on then. Uh, you've been reading about this antitrust shit going on? Uh, no, I haven't, buddy. So the Congress, you know, in the midst of COVID, this is what they're dealing with in their time. Is they're interviewing uh, CEOs of Apple, Google, Facebook, and Amazon. And just today, they had an antitrust hearing. All four of these people. So uh, whoever the guy at Google is, I can't think of his name, but Jeff Bezos, Zuckerberg, and Tim uh, Cook. Sandar Pichai, Pichai. Yeah, Sandar or whatever his name is. Pichai. But, uh, so yep. So Tim Cook. You got Zuckerberg, you got Bezos, then you got the Google guy, and uh, they're all before testifying before Congress about basically what Congress has unveiled in the last few years is how all of these companies have targeted their competition and basically bought them to get rid of them. And that is almost the definition of antitrust. So are you familiar with what an antitrust is? Uh, Pretend I'm not because, yeah. Because for your friend, right? Uh, my friend doesn't know. Uh, antitrust is like basically there's antitrust laws. So you can only be so big. So probably the most common one that happened in our lifetime was probably Microsoft. Um, Bill Gates back in the mid 2000s had to go before Congress and he had to split up sections of Microsoft because it was literally too big. It was too big of a monopoly. Uh, it was a basically if you own a certain percentage of the market share in your in your industry you can't you just can't do it it's not fair trade it's not capitalist blah 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 so basically you got companies like apple who their entire business model is buying up competition and just burying them and that technology you know and utilizing that themselves yes exactly you got amazon who um bought competition one thing that was mentioned specifically in today's hearing was they bought ring video doorbell and pretty much said that, like there was emails sent from executives at uh, at amazon that basically said like hey we got to buy them and and get them on our side because otherwise they're going to bury our plans for our home security systems right so uh then you got facebook uh, you got emails from top Facebook executives back in 2012 before they bought Instagram that literally say things like Instagram will kill us. We have to fix this. And then they go and buy Instagram. So it's like basically just using your money to become even more powerful. So, I mean, this is just the Yankees buying up all the good talent. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Money paid. Money talks. Right. right? right. Um Here's the big problem is what is going to happen? Are are they going to start to dismantle some of these companies? The government has the power uh, to undo these things. Right. They have the power to say to Facebook, hey, Can't you have this. to split yeah. up. 
Facebook and Instagram. It cannot be under the same umbrella. It has to be two completely separate operating companies, uh, different ownership, things like that. So in reality, in today's world, that doesn't really do much on paper. It would fix a lot of things, but in reality, the same people are going to be running the company, right? So I just thought it was interesting that this is going on. One, because they're the four largest companies in the world, at least in America. Uh, and then also, this is this is what Congress is spending time on, not the Defense Production Act, not uh, COVID legislation, not, not signing oh, another CARES Act. Yeah, not signing another CARES Act. Now, this did take place before a, a congressional subcommittee it's not like they testified before all of congress but sure. still like this is how ha- this could wait right easily yeah easily. so i mean just goes to show you what our priorities are and like god what what must the world think of us uh it's it's ugly right very ugly something i thought was pretty cool uh movies anywhere we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, some play share kind of things going on with like Netflix, right? Where you and I could sync up our Netflix and watch the same thing at the same time. Okay. And uh, movies anywhere, which you're where I have the, the, uh, the service that kind of accumulates all of your digital libraries. Sure. Now are introducing a share feature, uh, a party viewing feature. There's a couple, couple caveats, either a, you have to, you have to also own the movie. Or B, I have to do what's called screen or uh, uh, screen pass or something like that. Basically, yeah, I'll lend you a temporary copy to, to watch, which is pretty cool. I didn't know that was even a feature. So, like, if I buy something and I just want to be like, hey, do you want to watch this? Like, I can share it with up to three people for a short so amount of time. we watch Bad Boys 3 together, maybe? Uh, here's the thing is, Movies Anywhere still does not have a couple major players, specifically like Lionsgate and MGM and Paramount. So, not everything is on. I own collectively across all my brands. I own a little under 600 digital movies, right? Um, but on any one service, I can only get about 350 of those movies, right? Because either Apple doesn't have some of them or Voodoo doesn't have some of them or Movies Anywhere doesn't have some of them. I think it's interesting to do. I think it makes more sense for something like Netflix where streaming like that is kind of a, like everyone's got a Netflix. You know what I mean? Like movies and work right. a little more niche. Um, but I, I like this idea to go, hey, you're there. I'm here. Let's do this thing. Yeah, I like it because we've talked a while about doing a, a watch long pod. Yep. And this is our opportunity, baby. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Not be about it or let's be about it. Not talk about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, under promise, over deliver, or over deliver and under promise. I don't really over promise and under deliver. Under promise and under deliver. So okay, spoken like a true EWA, buddy. Allegedly, yeah. I mean, three guys. (laughs) You need three guys to fuck that ostrich. I'm. You know what, Tony? (laughs) Did you watch this? No, because I didn't even realize that we're so behind. Yeah, we are. I tried to. I tried to get you to play Call of Duty. We're I, talking about. Listen, season five is next week. I'm like, I don't even know where I'm at on my battle pass. I'm not even close. I I logged in today to check mine. I am uh, level fifty seven in the battle pass, and I'm like level one eighteen on oh the God, ranking. What have I done? Um, it's obviously going to be like a double experience weekend. So I I don't that think mean that I plan work. though. I. Don't yeah, I don't think I care to get in there and even bother with this. Season five, big big news came out 
today that the shadow company is going to be added in, which is just a new faction, new character, basically new. You have a new character. Look, um, they have not dropped anything about enhancements to the map or the gameplay or new game modes or anything like that. It was actually expected that there would be a pretty substantial shakeup to Verdansk. Um, maybe like a bombing happens and there's new areas to explore, but nothing so far has been confirmed. I'm 103 and level 34 out of the in the battle pass. Yeah, and I've played a little Holy bit more than you, so I think, I think that's about right. I'm, I think I'm 118 rank and I think I'm like level 43 or something in the battle pass. Yeah, you're not going to get anywhere with that there, bud. There's a big gap on the battle pass between, like, I think level 40 on the battle pass. Here's the up thing. Up through, like, level 70. This is how I play Call of Duty. As long as I have enough Call of Duty points, usually from, from moment to moment, to buy yeah. the next battle pass without actually putting money into it, I usually yeah, yeah. feel okay. Now, here's what I messed up and did the last time, the other day, is I, I spent five <laughs> bucks on some you know, some gear, right? Which is the first time I've ever yeah, like, yeah. put any money into some skins. it. skins. Uh, and I think I've got, like... I don't even know, 600 Call of Duty points and you need 1,000. So I might find have to put a few dollars in if we go back to Call of Duty, which how are you feeling? I, listen, I'm always down for Call of Duty, right, dude. I'm, making, I'm, always, I'm always down for slotting some bastards, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, I'm just making sure we're still there. I get you just never want to play it. Listen, when I listen, ghost fucked us. I get single player. I get single player forward a lot of the times because because of what I've been forever. I've always been single player games first. Multiplayer was never really my thing, and so getting into Call of Duty as hard as I did, and then got and as hard as you did, like it really changed things for me. But when a single player game comes out that necessitates forty plus hours, brother, I can. I could easily play Call of Duty with a couple, like a, you or a couple people. Now, Joey's always looking for, for help. I know, but it's like, I don't know Joey that well. Sure. It's always a little weird. And you're uh, bad. Uh, that's not, that's, that's Poor subjective. That's subjective. Okay. Um, here's the thing is you just don't like the multiplayer. And that's, that's where we could, well, I like hardcore and you do not. Um, and that's where we that's where we really start to separate is I dominate in hardcore. You go look at my KD in hardcore, it's like 2.5. Sure. So I do play really well, but that's because I'm I'm quick trigger and all it takes is a couple shots. Yeah, I don't have I don't have lightning fast reflexes on the on the on the on the click. What what did, what did you call it? You called it something one day. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, like reflex shooting or something like that. I don't remember. Oh yeah, reflex. Sure. Well anyway. I'm at an advantage on a PC for a few reasons. It's more responsive. You have higher frame count, but also my gaming monitor has a, a permanent rectile that I can put uh, reticle. It's like a reticle. What the fuck? I got some erectile. Like, on. We need to uh, talk about something, bud. What's going on? My, my gaming monitor has a permanent. Working. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It has a permanent reticle that I can put on the screen that has nothing to do with the game. So I can always. Even hip firing, I have a perfect bullseye for where I want to shoot. So I'm at an advantage. I don't, you know, cheat or anything, but um, I can get into a game of multiplayer on Shoot House or on Rust or on Shipment, and I could easily get 40, 50, 60 kills, like, and feel like a total badass. But it gets boring. Like, I can only do, you know, five, 10 games at a time, and then I'm like, ugh. Nobody to talk to. Like Nobody to be like, oh, I just yeah. like the idea of playing multi or uh, Warzone. I just, I, I feel more accomplished when I. Uh, listen, I'll jump on right here after we're done yeah. here, bud. I don't know. You got to work tomorrow? Oh, yeah, bud. 
Oh, yeah, bud. Anyway, season five comes out. We keep saying it. We got to get back into it. But I think I still got like 20 hours of ghosts left, probably. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I've got at least at least 10 to 15. Yeah. So if I've got 10 to 15. You probably got 25. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, that's it. Let's move on to the lightning round. A little fast forward lightning round action. Oh, that just fucking blow your mind there, bud. Uh I'm going to tell you I didn't like this. Uh, I knew you wouldn't. Listen, <laughs> lightning round. Let's go through this quick. Uh, here are all the games coming out in August uh, for PlayStation 4, Xbox, Switch, PC, etc. You got Horizon Zero Dawn coming out for PC here next week. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to see how it runs at around 100, 120 frames a second. Sure, but don't want to replay it. Right. Uh, you got uh, this is the game. I, I think I'm obligated to buy, right? Lamar's on the cover. You got Madden 21 coming out August 28th. Maybe. Wasteland 3, which is a multi-platform game coming out August 28th as well. Any interest in that? That's like like, like the post-apocalyptic mech. Okay. Um, and there's a whole list of other game releases. A lot. Some of these are uh, releases on certain different sports. Uh, UFC 4 comes out August 14th. That's kind of I mean, really it. Yeah, Any yeah, other? PG, yeah, PGA Tour 2K21 yeah. is kind of interesting. Uh, Final sure. Crystal Chronicles remastered. Uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, which is a, uh, a multiplayer game, is free for PlayStation Plus. So that's kind of yep. interesting. Um, yep. Microsoft Flight Simulator, I think, is intriguing as fuck. I don't want to play it, but I would like to. It's getting a lot of lot of good reviews. Yeah, it's getting hot reviews. And then that Tell Me Why, which they showed off at of that Xbox conference episode one, yep. that coming August 27th. So. That, so that's an interesting one because that'll be on Game Pass. Yep. So um, g- some good stuff coming out in August. Like the, the video game industry was really bleak for a number of months during this COVID shit. And then I think in June with um, Last of Us, it really turned around. Right. I guess that was May, right? When did Last of Us 2 come out? Last of Us 2 is May. June, yeah. So you had June. June, June, June. June, yeah. You had, uh, you had Final Fantasy VII remake in April. Then there was kind of a lull for a little while. And then you had Last of Us. Now you got Ghosts. Um, it's kind of it. Paper just, Mario. Kind of it till, uh, till, till really November. Yep, pretty much. Next a little bit here, the Analog Pocket comes out next year. Pre-orders start next week. This is uh, one of those little mini consoles that is fully portable. Um, this is one that's getting a lot of backing. So there's there's tons of these out there, right? Like DIYs and uh, Raspberry Pi variants and stuff like that. Um, you see them sweet. all the time. Yeah, this looks pretty cool, and it will play just a fuckload of games. It's 200 bucks though, but apparently a lot of good things. 10-plus-hour 10, 10 battery life, really high DPI resolution screen, yeah. and uh, comes with full Wi-Fi, full Bluetooth. You can uh, plug it in with a USB. Six, so, I mean, six to ten hook it up to your time. television. Six to ten hours playtime. Yeah, yeah. So that's good, though, but yeah. for one of these portable yeah. systems. I mean, so this thing looks pretty cool, and it will, I guess, play pretty much everything up through a PS1. Um, yeah, I mean, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and regular Game Boy is, is kind of what it's going to be yeah. geared towards, obviously. You know what I mean? So um, that that's really what you're looking at for games. Um, it, it's a little crazy to me that things like this continue to come out while also companies are fighting against ROM sites and stuff like that. Um, but these just seem more popular than ever. I just think that this looks super sleek. Uh, I've always wanted a Game Boy Micro, so I keep wanting to pull the trigger and get a Game Boy Micro, even though I wouldn't probably play a whole lot. Um, yeah. This at least, th- this looks 
new and exciting. Um, and so I, I think that's another reason to really check it out. Um, you said it plays up to PS1 games. The power on it is what people are saying can play pretty much up through and emulate mm-hmm. PS1 games. That's not the official thing. This is definitely a retro You're, you're talking on situation. Like an card and kind of illegally... Yeah, you got brick it basically, it. or not brick it, but you jailbreak it. Sure, um, it's all, it's all going to run off either Android or Linux. I mean, it's going to be completely hackable. So, uh, two hundred bucks though, it's a pretty pricey piece of. There's, piece a, of there's a lot of gear out there you can get for two hundred bucks in this kind of a market. Yeah, bud. Next one up here, Amazon, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon, Amazon Prime's. This is what happens when we start late. Amazon Prime free games. For August, uh, there was quite a few things on here. So the big ones, Blazing Chrome. Blazing Chrome's good. Um, yep, I've heard that. Uh, Shaq Fu, which sure. was kind of a cult classic love. Uh, and then you have a lot of SNK games that are coming to Twitch Prime members, which if you're an Amazon Prime member, you're a Twitch Prime member. Uh, big ones on here, Baseball Stars 2, Fatal Fury, uh, King Metal Fires, Slug 2. King of Fighters 2002 were pretty big. Yep, uh, Samurai Showdown two. two, and then uh, you have the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection, which was pretty well reviewed on Switch. So, uh, a lot of interesting things. I logged into Twitch Prime for the first time in a while, and I got I got some free um, uh, free Apex skins. I got a couple free games. Um, one game which is like a Diablo three clone that uh, I can't torchlight too yes correct and that that was free so there's shit that i'm just it's it's very helpful i'm checking out it's it's very helpful if you're a pc user if you're not there's not a whole lot there for you sure this next one i'm i'm excited are you the uh, yeah but like i said i'm not going to donate to this thing but uh these i thought i had a link on here i guess i don't i I typed Uh, out there this week it in uh, okay, so the Suikoden uh, spiritual successor is set on Kickstarter. Ayuden, it's already written. Like, Ayuden Chronicle. Yeah, it's already raised like close to two million dollars, right? It's over two million. Did it get over two million yeah, already? It's uh, yeah, on a goal of what? Like they wanted on a goal of one point two. No, they wanted half a mil, and they're at two point almost oh, two point four. Yeah, so basically, this is a spiritual successor to Suikoden, which is one of my favorite JRPGs of all time, and it's. It's got some clout to it. I mean, they have people from the original dev teams of Suikoden's one through four in this small indie studio making this. And and they released concept art. They released uh, some screenshots from really early builds of the game. And it looks like just a more high-res version of those same games, 8-bit, 16-bit, PS1 graphic era. Suikoden is one of the greatest JRPGs of all time, certainly one of the most unique with the fact that you can get 108 playable characters all with their individual stories and quests. I mean, it was, it was an open world game before open world games were a thing. Right. If you had to guess, what do you think the highest, uh, pledge, uh, dollar amount was a single person pledging like one, like this is a reward that five people could get. They only had this this window for five people, and I'll tell you what it includes. Oh. Okay, I don't really know how Kickstarter works. Like, can you donate anything, or like no, they no, say, hey, no, you no. have to donate a hundred to get this? I'll tell you what it is. So, okay, so okay. here's this is the the highest like this is the the most amount of money you could give them at one time. I think you get a physical version of the game, 
a sigil button, a CD soundtrack, a t-shirt, a vinyl soundtrack, an art book, a job reward set of your choice. You get to become an NPC in the game. You get beta access and you get a unique noble discord role. Wow. Uh, so five, 25 grand. Oh no, not that high. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but good. I mean, good shooting in the dark. You don't know. Uh, yeah. And I, I almost want to give you the yen number, but I'll give you the real dollars. Uh, 47, 4,700 bucks. Which is a Jesus, lot. For that's us. a lot. And, but five people bought it, so that's like it's close gone. to twenty five thousand. And it's gone. All, all yeah, five. So twenty five thousand. So what you're saying is twenty five thousand, basically, yep. right? There's another one for uh, thirty six hundred dollars. Ten people, all gone. All the all these high level ones, all of them are gone. <laughs> Listen, if that's not a praise on Sweetenin, I don't know what is because yeah. that is. We also uh, talking, some shit. This game is is estimated October twenty twenty two, so it's got a while. Which. You turned me on to this and you said, hey, check this out. And I, I looked at the Kickstarter and that was my immediate feedback is like, I am not kickstarting something that doesn't come out for over two years. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Because there is a $7,000 version, $7,000 uh, uh, pledge Christ. that is still 10 people available, but nobody's done that one. You get your own personal character in the game that is uh, sucked off. $7,000 gets you a visit. You get to visit the team, a physical version of the game, beta access, sigil button, CD soundtrack, art book, three hand-painted resin-based figures, a team-signed poster, your name in the art book, a job reward set, and the, the noble Discord role. God, man. Listen, if you got the money, I guess. I mean, but if you're, if you're seven into it, seven k is a lot. But, I mean, they've blown through all their extra rewards. They've got three left as of right now, which is like yeah. another person joins. <laughs> Another person joins Korean localization. Then they've got one that's kind of covered up at 2.6 mil. They got 30 days left. They're going to hit it. Yeah, this does seem Did they add new stretch goals. You said, yeah, they've got up to $2.6 million worth of stretch goals now. Ooh. Um, this has a lot of clout to it though. I read through the article and I mean, it has four or five people that worked on the original sweet ends for like development, character design, lure, uh, stuff like that. So, I mean, in the game, the look, there's the screenshots they released of the in-engine uh, capture. Like, it looks it's like really Suikoden. Yeah. The main character and the the secondary character look like the two main characters from Suikoden. So, um, I mean, this this very much, to me, looks like Bloodstain to Castlevania. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm okay with it. Pretty, pretty uh, cool. re- remind me in two years if we're even here. All right, we'll do. And last couple things here on the lightning round. Dr. Disrespect, uh, there's rumors that he might be filing a lawsuit against Twitch. And that is because Twitch still reportedly has not told him why he was banned um, or offered any other information. So, I mean, you're now borderlining on basically, uh, you know, involuntary termination and wrongful, wrongful termination. I don't. I don't think he's got a whole lot of legs to stand on here. Um, Twitch no. is pretty. I, I think pretty new in, in in the game with its legalities, and so I'm sure it's got enough backdoor policies to be able to do whatever the fuck they want. Um, pretty much, yeah. So you I'm, sign your life away, yeah, probably I'm, on the affiliate program. I'm sure he has nothing to really go on, but I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. What, what I thought was interesting reading between the lines on this is if the guy reportedly, allegedly, allegedly is going to be suing Twitch for something. It shines a little bit of doubt onto the story that's floating around that basically like he did some shady shit. Twitch doesn't want to own up that they knew about it or whatever. So they just kind of, Hey, walk away. You walk away. I'll walk away. Right. Right. Um, So 
the fact that he maybe would push those buttons sheds a little doubt on something really bad having happened that sure. he wouldn't be willing to bring bring to public, right? So that was kind of the the, the caveat that I thought was a little weird about about maybe this uh, potentially happening, but we'll see. I mean, like all things in life, things just keep going. Like the guy's been gone for a few weeks and Twitch is still there, bud. Last thing here on the uh, lightning round, Anthony Mackie talking uh, about diversity in Hollywood and specifically calls out Marvel's lack of diversity. Do you see anything about this? Yeah, this happened a little while ago. I saw that article pop through. Um, Listen, yeah. he, he's a, a black man in a very uh, prominent role in, in Marvel movies now he's now that he's taken over for the cap. Um, so it would be kind of unbecoming of him to not say something. So it's not surprising. But yes, he great. basically just just for context, he basically was talking about every corporate diverse diversity in, in Hollywood. And uh, he was, yes, Marvel got thrown in there, but he specifically said, you know, even Marvel is in no way doing enough as much as they should right. be. Yeah. So it wasn't throwing shade. It was just saying, Hey, we all got a lot of work to do. Yep. Yep. Definitely. All right. Wrestling time. Listen, we got to clear a little air here. Okay. Um, I think one of the greatest moments in the past 20 years of wrestling happened last night. You do not think that. I think you haven't watched enough wrestling in the last 20 years to make that claim, motherfucker. And you know, Listen, and I've, you know, you I've haven't watched, watched a little wrestling. You haven't watched enough wrestling to say one of the greatest moments. I've watched plenty of promos, here's, bud. but here's what I'm telling you. The inter- the IWC, the internet wrestling community did not light on fire because of that promo last night. As much That's as you bad. lit on fire for about that promo last night, I think it was a fine promo. But as, with as much passion as he really delivered it, it felt very put together. We of course are talking about feel like it's Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Didn't it sounded as much of a shoot as you wanted it to be. MJF on AEW last night cuts a great promo. I think we agree on that, yeah, right? Great, great promo. Yeah. Um, borderline on a shoot. It was hard to tell if it was a shoot or a work because uh, it, it it included some real life fourth wall breaking if, shit. If anything, it was a shoot to WWE again. Less about Co- real correct. Life. Yeah, um, it, it was a good long promo. I cannot remember promo recently going this long and being this good. It was probably the better of ten minutes. Uh, that Cody, and that it Cody was, promo he cut. Uh, oh, that's true. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, uh, the hard time so could, too, he, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. And this was really good because MJF comes out and he puts like this presidential spin on it, right? Like Moxley's the big bad Trump and like I'm the new guy oh, and I want to – yeah, I cast my my ballot for uh, consideration as your <laughs> AEW champion. Um, and he brings out a podium with like a presidential seal type deal on it. The, the whole thing was very in character uh, and and – Really well performed, but yeah, he shoots on WWE. He shoots on John Moxley. Moxley being a rip uh, off a of Stone Cold, <laughs> which was that's a Stone Cold fact. Jack. And he, he hit on Jack. Yeah, he hit on uh, uh, hit on Hulk Hogan. I mean, like he kind of went after a lot of people, which I thought was really great. It's just I was really high on MJF just as I started to watch AEW. I think MJF's probably the best heel in the league. Oh, probably the best heel in the sport, Uh, period. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay. He's Uh, he's doing God's work out there being a bad guy. 
I like that he doesn't break kayfabe. Like I've seen him on random social media things, and he's he's in character. Just like a dick. you're you're not gonna find him as whoever. I don't even know his real name. That's how in character he is, and that's pretty rare in 2020 for a lot of wrestlers. Um, but like I sent you that TikTok of him being like, "Hey, so and so, yeah, somebody just told me that uh, you really appreciate me, and I'm your favorite wrestler. Hey, go fuck yourself. I don't care about you." This just in: Maxwell Jacob Friedman's real name, Maxwell T. Friedman. <laughs> No, no kidding, huh? That's pretty good. MJF sounds better than MTF, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, overall, AEW, you didn't watch any of it, did you? I didn't get to watch most of it, no. I'd, I'd give it like a solid seven. Um, I tried to make you mad and say you were missing the best night of wrestling ever to happen. Uh, that just wasn't true. It was it was not good. The uh, 10-man tag match up front with uh, Jericho and all his goons versus uh best friends and and the jurassic express that was fine like it was a pretty decent match cody did what cody does put on a brand new newcomer to a title shot on their you know first hour in the league um yeah but then zach Ryder showed up yeah zach Ryder did show up that was all right i was that was exciting yeah i'm not i was never really a big zach Ryder fan just because i was motherfucker well what? Okay, yeah. Sure, go ahead. Woo, woo, woo. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably the highlight of the night between that promo, <laughs> they they really put over Orange Cassidy in the first few minutes of that 10-man tag match. Oh, okay. That was real good. I mean, he came out against Hager and, you know, did, did the soft shin kicks and got thrown around a little bit and then came back and did, did a couple more of the kicks and the whole – arms up into uh, the yeah. pockets yeah uh AEW's good man best wrestling out there right now uh, it's it's hard to say definitely in america yeah um, I in new japan stuff but new japan's getting a lot of rave reviews going on right now but that that's what i got going i haven't watched a lot of a a lot of wwe no. i watched monday night raw sasha had a good match I've there's uh fast forwarded all of mostly all of raw i think i watched a grand total of 10 to 20 minutes of it <laughs> Yeah, pretty pretty much the same really here. Good, yeah. uh, the the street profit showing up and watching the tag match was fine. I sent you a great Snapchat that you didn't even respond to about what Vince should be doing on the triple threat tag matches. I didn't remember that take. So okay, well that's not also, surprising. Anytime you're sitting in a white shirt, it's just such EWA business. I just can't take you seriously. Listen, I can't. I can't disagree with it. It's like you're. It's like you're rocking that ghost armor. You know. You know which one I'm talking about. Talk uh, <laughs> the old family armor. Yeah, family armor, uh, right? And, uh, like this Sakai family armor. Yeah, Sakai <laughs> clan family armor. <laughs> no, no, don't go there. Uh, Kyrie Zane. Kyrie she gone. Zane, not Zane. It's that Sammy's sister, Kyrie Zane. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> This is why you can't make. This is, this is why you can't make comments of like the best. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you fucking do the notes? Do you bother to contribute to this fucking show? Hold on, I will say this: you did a great job with the notes this week, Tony. Oh Jesus Christ! Stop You're sucking like, me uh, off here, Ky- Kyrie saying gone. Rusev is going to stay at uh, Twitch and YouTube, and apparently not go back to wrestling. I don't. I don't. Which is weird because he got back in, dude. He's not doing. He's that. jacked. He's not doing that. He's more jacked than he's been in like the last ten years. I almost bet he comes back to WWE. I bet you Vince ends up paying the fuck out of him to come back. Do you think he gets a character change? No, he doesn't need one. He didn't need one to begin with. 
You just he's still going to be the, the Bulgarian brood or whatever he's called. Him as Rusev. He's great. <sighs> it's hard. I've I've dove into the real life of Rusev and uh, Lana. I can't think of what her real name is, but uh, Miro and whatever her real name is. Again, I can't think of it. But CJ Perry. CJ Perry, there you go. So I've I've kind of dove into their real thing. I've checked him out on Twitch. It's really hard to see him as Rusev when you see him just yeah, as Miro. Like, yeah, he's such a he needs to team up with the up up down down boys. Sure. That that's what needs to happen. And uh, they they got a following. He can ride those coattails and kind of make his own brand. But hey, you know what? Good luck to him. He, like I said, he's he's more jacked than he's ever been. I just seen him on um, a chiropractor YouTube channel where he was talking about getting in shape uh, and alluding to the fact that I think we talked about it on the, on the show that he was kind of alluding to the fact that he might be waiting for his non-compete to expire. So, which it did a couple weeks ago. So we'll see. I I think it's possible that he comes back to WWE. I'd much rather see him in AEW. And I guess if he goes to TNA, that's whatever. I don't, like I said, I don't don't think he's going to go anywhere until Vince just pays him real good. Yeah, maybe. I think. Here we go with the, the watched and played. I've, I've started off recently the last few weeks. Why don't you uh, you give me a go here? What have you been watching and playing? Um, you know, other than Letterkenny, that's really kind of been it. We watched uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War the other night just on a whim. Mm-hmm. I got home from my first night of work and was like, I don't really want to do anything. Let's watch a movie. And the wife had talked about watching Guardians uh, 1 and 2 while they were at the hospital with Joe. Um, and... I was like, you know, you know, it's fun, Thor and the Asgardians of the Galaxy. So let's let's do a little bit of the Guardians of the Galaxy in uh, in, in Infinity War. So we watched all of Infinity probably, War. So good. Probably one of my favorite scenes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Chris Pratt. You not be taking our pod, sir. <laughs> Just manning up and then being like, you did change. Yeah, you did change your voice. <laughs> That's so good. Really? Like, you, you're making your voice lower. This is how I yeah. talk. You did it again. And then Dave, Dave Batista. Batista's no, that is that is not how you talk. No, <laughs> it's like that, that is not a dude. That is a I'm man. moving. <laughs> I'm moving so slow, imperceptibly slow that you cannot see me. Perfect. No, you're right. You're right there. Just Drax, I can see you. Watch. <laughs> and then uh, Mantis comes in. Damn it. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Drax. I see him. Damn it. So good. Yeah, it is good. Such a great night. Even, even in the most serious moments where they're fighting Thanos, he's still funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's the best. Yeah. It's amazing that his career hasn't taken off. It sucks. I, I, liked, it I like it. I, like dude, I, li- it I liked him in that uh, that movie with uh, Kamandra Hill or whatever that guy's name is. Uh, K- 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 Camille Nanjani. Yeah, I liked the movie yeah. with him and, and Dave Stuber. Yes, I thought Dave Batista was great in that. Like, he just had it's, that. It's had weird that, uh, that weird that like FBI agent movie come out on Amazon, I think, or something. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched yeah. that yet, but um, yeah. So we watched that. Uh, haven't watched a ton else other than some Letter Kenny. Um, I found it tonight that they apparently released a uh, Transformers anime thing on Netflix. That's apparently getting some okay hmm. reviews. It's like, I don't know if it's War for Cybertron, Chapter 1, and a trilogy, but the Chapter 1 is like eight episodes, so it's kind of convoluted. But the art style looks good in 20-minute episodes, so. Is it like OG animated 
it's not Transformer? it's not the way that the orig- like the 80s movie looks um but it, yeah. but it's pretty i think it looks pretty good okay so it might be worth to check out but other than Peter that, calling in it? uh I, I didn't check to be honest with you i should have but uh i can pull that up really quick but uh other than that i have been playing uh fucking ghost all the time that's literally it um it's hard not to but yeah how do you not you know what i mean um i can't it's just that good no uh no peter cullen oh sad Yep, that's a pretty bad deal. Sad. Nope, no real original voice actors at all. Oh, really? Nope. Optimus Prime, Megatron, both different people. Uh, Starscream, Soundwave. I mean, they got they got the originals in here. Bumblebee, Sideswipe, uh, Wheel Wheeljacks in here. I need a little. Uh, uh, oh, Barricades in here too. Ironhide's in here. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they got they got like the whole crew. Uh, God, what's uh, what's the dinosaur? Lockjaw. Lockjaw is one of them. Yeah, that's like the the dino one, right? That Optimus Prime rides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Anything else you've been watching? Uh, That's it. It's really been it. I I need to play other things, but Ghost is the thing taking my time currently. So it is surprisingly addictive, isn't it? You were on the cusp of being done, and then something hit, and you were right back in. That. That second act, I was I was grinding through the map on that first act, and then I kind of mainline the story, and you you get into the second act, and yeah, you, you got new characters, you got new enemies, you got new fighting styles. The Ronins are pretty interesting. Um, new environments, like the entire ecosystem changes, even though you're just going up a mile north, right? Uh, and then apparently it gets even more it changes even more dramatically in the third. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it became pretty pretty intriguing that they got new i mean it's it's almost like a completely different part of the game right. which obviously it's act two versus act one but new armor new weapons new skills new characters new enemies new stuff to do so yeah it, i got reinvigorated quite a bit and i like i like it i mean I'm, I'm still playing it listen not not to be surprised on this podcast i had three days of systems training this week and might have played about five or six hours of ghosts each day uh you're catching that, up pretty rampantly like you dugan and i are pretty yeah. neck and neck and you are making headway garrett's miles ahead of us he might even be done with the game at this point but he is uh interesting he dugan and i pretty tit for tat like today i was talking to him and he had just completed a mission that i was five minutes behind him completing so we're yeah. basically on the same map he played after i got off earlier today and i'm sure I, will, I, I don't know that i'll play it all this weekend but um yeah it'll be did you did you do that into a sock yeah usually okay tube tuber mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah buddy <clears throat> yeah buddy <clears throat> not a black sock though wow well, just because it's going to stain. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you, you, you're you trying to make it a bad thing yeah, here, buddy. Anyway, keep going with what you played. What? Well, you think I would have been better if I would have said, oh, it's in a white sock, right? Tell me about Cursed on Netflix. I think it's pretty good. I mean, this is... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of... This is, a, this is a tale of King Arthur, basically, just like a female version of it, right? Um gets it's kind of an alternative version of that story like merlin's in it so it's it's nothing i would call super original uh it has the gal from 13 reasons why the original season i can't think of her name but the one that killed herself in that show and uh it's got some people from vikings in it that i've recognized so the cast is 
pretty fine. It's a Netflix exclusive, and it definitely has that Netflix money to it. The the special effects are pretty good, like Witcher level special effects. And it's relatively interesting. It's not grabbing me because it's not overly original, but it's good enough to if you're into high fantasy, um, King Arthur, Sword in the Stone, Excalibur shit, uh, magic, sword play. It's it's worth a look. Okay. Looksies. Uh, the big thing here, though, is Letterkenny. I mean, like, yeah, it's that that is the life changing show. Yeah, we I don't know that we can really beat the bush anymore on Letterkenny. It's just real good. I uh, rewatched The Wolf of Wall Street this week. Um, something kind of grabbed into my ass and was like, hey, you should you should watch this. This is a fucking great movie. Yeah. And uh, update. Still great. Amazing yep, movie. Still great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just forget after you haven't seen it for a few years. Leo's performance is Oh, yeah. jaw-droppingly good yep. like I said, as jordan belfort he should have got uh, he should have got a, an oscar for that movie yeah and then you got then you got uh uh jonah hill playing the sidekick that's it's so good he plays that character so well uh old dude that played the punisher he wanted, he wanted an oscar for that role didn't he jonah supporting probably i don't know you have to look it up that'd be a real shame if leo didn't win but jonah did um and then there's just so many good cameos that are kind of and that Margot Robbie's really good in the movie, besides the fact that she's just super hot and super nude at one point. Um, just some really classic meme moments he didn't, in, in he that did movie. Win. Did not win. The uh, the Quaalude stuff is second fucking to die yep. for. Second. The lemon, I guess, really, it's not even a Quaalude. That's the really famous scene, the lemon of him like crawling out to his car and uh, here's the really interesting thing that I finally, the, probably like the fourth or fifth time I've seen the movie now, but I finally did the research, like how accurate is this movie? And Derek, it turns out it is like 95% accurate. Like, on there, bud. That shit actually happened. He really did build a company, defraud investors out of millions and millions of dollars. He took Steve Madden who is still one of the biggest players in women's shoes and, and men's shoes at this point too. He took that company public and on opening day pocketed like $25 million. He owned a 175 foot yacht that he sunk in the ocean for real. Uh, Cause he forced the captain to uh, pilot into a severe storm. And here's, here's something that happens at the very end of the movie that I don't think people are going to remember much is that that yacht sinks right and they get rescued by coast guard he as the yacht was going down he hired a private uh helicopter to come and save them right to come and get them out of the ocean before he knew that he was going to sink the helicopter got within 100 feet of the boat and was struck by lightning and, and exploded so i mean talk about a fucking turn of adventure sinking in a yacht right and and the plane or the helicopter that you hired to come save you fucking explodes. Uh, and that really that really happened. That entire thing really happened. Um, and then even the stuff post uh, debacle, like he goes to prison for a few years, gets out, he gets on the straight and narrow, he does a lot of sales training, and he is credited for a lot of the sales execution techniques that retailers like Best Buy uh, use sales uh, sales methodology and psychology so it's like what a wild fucking story i love that movie i think it is sad that he didn't get his oscar and that he got the goddamn oscar for the revenant which is a great movie but not as great yeah. as that movie um 
or even Django Unchained for that matter. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it's yep. what a fucking monumental, stupidly great movie. That's kind of it. I mean, we watched a couple more episodes of Pokemon Journey with the kids tonight. That's fine. Uh, this episode that we were watching, the uh, the new character caught like 20 fucking Pokemon in one episode. It was really bizarre, like throwing Pokeballs out like he's made of money. Uh, still worth a watch if you want a big old trip down nostalgia lane. Yeah, I think you should watch it with your kids. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's easy to watch. I mean, it, it's just so good. Simple to turn on like, the background. They, it's almost like a Star Wars Force Awakens kind of reboot situation. Where like, like there's the, a lot of those going on right now. The first five or six episodes kind of follows the first few episodes of the original show. Like this episode we watched tonight, where he caught all these Pokemon. Motherfucker went right for a Pidgey and got attacked. Like caught caught a Caterpie, caught a uh, Butterfree. Like I mean, it was it was wild. But that's kind of all I got. I mean, any good walk-ons? Uh, brother, pitter patter. We got to get at her. I'd say that's a good sign off here, bud. Go fucking ostrich. Love you. <laughs> this is uh, the DTS podcast. I'm Tony. I'm Derek. We out here. We out here. Pitter patter. Let's uh, get at oh, her there, there, bud. Click that. Click that mouse. Click.